0: Welcome back to another episode of the Digital Recruiter Podcast. I am your host, Clark Wilcox, and I am really excited about today's guest. It's a, it's a hot button topic, uh, and it's a, we have a really interesting way that we connected on LinkedIn a couple months ago. Um, his name is Darren Kuntz founder of Mavic Ventures uh, and the CEO of Mavic Ventures. It's a leading recruiting firm specialized in building custom TA solutions for clients through on-call, RPO, and contingent recruiting models. He's been in the industry for 10 plus years. He went to Boise State where he played uh, college football as a defensive lineman when they were really good. They were the Boise State, right? And say, the Ohio State out here. Uh, And he's got some hot takes on people who are giving advice to recruiters and recruiting coaches. And I took up the challenge of, hey, come on my podcast and let's talk about it. So I'm happy to have him here. And Darren, thanks, man, for being here. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. Well, we'll we'll kind of build up the backstory a little bit because uh, you got a good one. You've had a ton of success. So to kind of give list, listeners an idea of who you are, and then we'll kind of get into to some of the stuff in the post that connected us. But you know, let's just start off. Like, how how'd you get into recruiting?
1: Yeah, um, God, I probably have a random story just like everybody else right no one sought out and said like hey i'm gonna be a recruiter right yep. um yeah now when i was playing uh football at boise state one of the one of the girls i knew well there she played soccer there was a year older than me and when she graduated she uh went to a recruiting firm that was locally out here um and so when i was done playing kind of trying to go the nfl route that didn't work out um you know she had reached out and just kind of said hey you'd be great you know to kind of come into recruiting to check it out and at that time i was like Listen, I've been doing football since like freshman year of high school. I just want to go sit and stare at a wall for like three months and do nothing. Um, of course, like two weeks of staring at a wall, just like grind you down and you're ready to get into something, get back to the routine. So, um, yeah, I went to interview there and and started recruiting at a um, contingent shop um, in, in Boise um, where we focus specifically um, in the tech area in, in San Francisco.
0: Nice. Nice. And so. Were you placing, so it was contingent, were you doing like all engineers, engineering sales, like whatever a startup or a tech company kind of needed or?
1: Yeah, yeah. So we were broken up in teams there. It's so like my team, we did all engineering. So all SF Bay Area engineering. Uh, we had teams that would do just, just product, um, just sales um, and stuff like that. Obviously, the engineering was the, the hot ticket there. Um, that was kind of like the just the most aggressive kind of high pace, fast paced. Um, environment. I was probably one of the weirdos that like liked it. I loved it. It was it was one of those where people are just like, oh, this like continuing recruiting stuff sucks. And you know, you have to do BD all the time or constantly just compete. You know, getting beat out on stuff. But I, I always to me it was like like gambling almost, right? Where you're like you kind of like you're playing a hand each time. You're playing a hand each time you get a good candidate and just kind of seeing where it turns out to you and and learning kind of a lot of the psychology behind really taking you know candidates through the process. You know, working with different types of companies and stuff like that and the ways that you can kind of influence the outcomes that you're wanting and, and making sure that they're aligned with obviously what candidate and company want and are looking for out of that hire too.
0: It's interesting. You say that. I think the interesting point, like you're gamifying it a little bit, right? Yeah. I think the best recruiters and salespeople I talked to, they kind of always had that. They look at it as a game. Like you treat it seriously, right? Like the game is like, how can I be really dialed in with my candidate communication and getting the right people and being transparent and not, creating a bunch of headaches for myself, right? By yep. pissing people off or anything else like that, clients or candidates, <laughs> like you kind of gamify it. You get it better. You said the psychology, or what did I do here? How could I do better? If you gamify it with combined with like some real, I think, radical like self-honesty like honesty and awareness, yeah. it, it actually gets really fun. But you also become so much, I mean, I was like you, but I had to become way better as a person because it exposed yep. so many of my weaknesses when I started recruiting. I was like, I am not... 10% of what I think I am in my head. Like, I'm getting exposed brutally. And and I had some success early, but you kind of have to face yourself and be like, do I want to improve as, like, a person <laughs> as this? Or am I okay kind of doing the stock recruiting answer and, oh, I care more about other people and yada, yada, yada versus yeah. actually, like, doing it, right?
1: Yeah, 100%. It's one of the things I... I think it's the coolest thing when you're when we hire new recruiters, like people that haven't ever recruited before, we're training them from the ground up and stuff. And you just start seeing those changes in their personal life. Like you'll see them around like their friends or family and just how they're talking, kind of their confidence come out and stuff. It's it's crazy to see just like how drastically, like even people that have kind of come in a little like timid and shy, and you can just kind of tell that's probably how they are outside of work too, to then be like the leader of their friends group, or the one that's always just like making the charge, is what we're doing. And you just see that confidence build and it's 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 so rewarding to, be able to see it. It's awesome. Like whenever you start seeing that way with people and you just start seeing them develop and everything. And it's just, it's really cool to see just that impact and just how those little things just change, not just their work, you know, their career how they make money, but just everything else in their life.
0: It's, it's why I do what I do because it's given me so much. That I had no I mean, it I always call kind of agency recruiting is like the island of misfit toys. Uh a, a little because everyone has this story. I don't know how I got here or how I got into recruiting, but this happened. It's like this yeah. windy road of like, well, what am I gonna do for the rest of my life? Like that's like the theme. That's like the the LinkedIn headline for agency recruiters. Yeah. Like, I don't know, recruiting. And yeah. but it does, it's, if you don't have a little bit of that as as kind of like that career career identity, right? That's not yeah. your career, isn't your whole self, but you want that right piece of like, what am I good at? What, how can I make money in the market? And kind of, if you don't have that and I didn't really have that going into recruiting, I was just trying to figure things out and that's fine to like do things to figure out what you don't want to do, but it's really nice when you figure out something that you actually do want to do. And that brings out those things in you. And like, that's like, that's the, I mean, that's when it gets fun. You're like, Oh, I could do this. And then you start to see some of the (laughs) the margins and everything else. You're like, okay. Like, Let's, you know, this is sweet. It all, all makes sense.
1: Yeah, this is <laughs> well, yeah, re- sweet. Yeah, recruiting is a job that yeah, you go tell your grandparents, and they're like, well, "What do you do?" you're like, oh, "I'm a recruiter," and they're gonna be like, "Oh, that's cool. I's, what are you gonna do next?" You know, and you're like, "No, like I'm actually doing really well, right?" And they're just like, you know, they don't don't know about it. Um, and so it's always it's it's always that kind of like job that people just don't don't really understand or don't really know. Or they had a friend's cousin's dog that recruited once and didn't like it, so they heard it's a bad thing to do or something. But yeah, it's cool to see just like. The, the possibilities and, and things like that. And I think a lot of people get into it and just realize like, you know, they can come in make a lot of money doing it be really successful at it. And, um, you know, I, we talk with a lot of people about like, you know, really where we see people make the turn in recruiting. And I, I would say this probably for anything is making it a career, not a job, you know? And a lot of people, and it, and it doesn't need to be some big fancy, job that's your career right i mean i I know people that are bartenders that you know like made a career out of it right they've managed bars all over the place super high level you know do very well doing that so it it could be any type of job necessarily but it's like when you make that like mental note to say like i'm making this my career like i'm and how i break that up is like when you start investing time outside of like when you're supposed to be in the office you know like to further what you can do your full further your skill set and like learn and train and like make that conscious decision like how am I going to get better like where are my weaknesses what are my strengths how can I start improving on those weaknesses day by day let's pick one and spend the next two months just improving that weakness making it not a weakness anymore and now I'll focus on the next one and be able to just take that step by step is like where people make that switch of now this is a career you know it's a long-term thing that they're looking to grow and develop themselves into.
0: it's such a good point it's I've been really harping on that recently because I've been really evaluating the last couple years who's had the most success in the program who hasn't had? as much success and i'll be honest with that stuff we're going to talk about that more later on it's the ones that dip their toe in the water or they don't go all in, or they don't respect how hard this is but how also rewarding it can be on the other side and it's going to kind of forge you in a sense, and yeah, yeah, we're never gonna get respect at the Thanksgiving table, right? We're always gonna be rodney Dangerfield, right? Like the no respect, yeah. right? Like yeah. we're always gonna be that, and that's you just have to embrace it. It's like you know what we're gonna get, no respect, but you know, maybe we'll have we'll have a nicer house. Not that, that matters. Yeah. It doesn't yeah, matter. But but I, Thanksgiving I, your yeah, camp. this is yeah. like an agency recruiter joke, right? With listeners and all of us here, like well, you guys know what I'm talking about, right? Like you don't have to be arrogant, you don't brag or anything like that. It's just like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, enjoy that, yep. you know, enjoy that. That job, like we'll get it, like that's fine, yeah. And so, like, yeah, you're a lawyer, that's great. You work triple the hours that I do, and you know all, all that stuff. So, uh, that you know, it, it's it's all it's all good. So now I'm gonna get a bunch of lawyers in my inbox. Yeah, right. Just uh, hate d- on d- debating me. What have I done? Um, we are going to edit that out. But yeah. So, well, I, I don't want to get too off track because I could. There's a million things we could talk about, but I think one thing is would be really cool to hear. Aerotech loved hiring athletes in general and college athletes and you were obviously on a team that was extremely successful when you were there in college and you know we're not to make this a sports podcast but talk to me about although I, I kind of would love to but talk <laughs> to can me about we could talk all day uh, how did that help you just that everything you high school football college football how did that help you prepare you in going into recruiting
1: yeah, no, it, uh, there's just so many transferable skills, right? And, and I think just, you know, whether someone's played, you know, at a high level in, you know, high school, maybe they play playing college, college or college or the pros and stuff, like just to me, it's, I think the reason people like hiring athletes is it, there's so many of those intangibles that it shows, like, you know, the, the work ethic, the, you know, hard workers, dedication, they work together on a team, you know, they're, they're typically not the people that are just going to give up and quit when something gets tough and stuff. So I think they just, a lot of those things transfer over well, probably the same thing out of people out of the military you know, coming into the, into workforces and stuff like that. Like you just know, like, okay, if they didn't get kicked out of there, like, and were successful there, like they have all these attributes. Now we can just teach them what we need to teach them to be successful at this job um, and stuff. And so I think that carried over so well. And you see a lot of athletes that just tend out to, to go out and be really successful um, and because of that. And it's one of the things that, that we look for with a lot of people is just that like just that openness to you know kind of low ego openness to being like you know i'll play the role i need to play on the team right now you know and i want to understand what my growth is and be able to grow you know if you're not happy with your situation you're going to change it you're not just going to complain about it um and stuff like that and you're going to work harder to get to change that situation if you're not getting enough playing time on the field you're not going to sit there and go complain to your coach you're going to go work harder um you know and and, and go earn that um and so i think you just get a lot of those things out of people that have just played at high level athletics and stuff like that, um, that just transfer over. Those are just, that's how they're wired.
0: Yeah. It's that, that just that ownership. Yeah. I mean, as you said, the ownership, the resiliency, I think are two things that I actually learned from, from like the college athletes that I worked with. And there was people in the office that were so disciplined. Like I was a mess. (laughs) <laughs> when I started. I was not that at all. I had a I my I had suit pants, but a regular sport jacket. Like I was paying for gas to my interview in pennies and dimes. Like I was a mess. And because I kept getting my commissions taken from the telecom company because the installs were late. Like I was a, I, I was a disaster, yeah. but i learned honestly for people like you in the office. I was like, Oh, that's how you have to be a professional. Right. Yeah. so I didn't come in with that college athletic background. I was lazy in college and all that. Like, I admit it. Like <laughs> I had to learn it, but that's also why I love recruiting. Cause those talented people came in, but I could be on an even playing field. Like they were disciplined yeah. and I learned that, but I was beating them on the spread report.
1: And yep. so, like,
0: that was what was fun is like, I could still win, but then I also got to learn how to be more of a professional and like everything yeah. else. And, so, like, oh, like, you probably should take a little time to invest in your wardrobe and everything else because, like, that's going to help round out, as you said, shore up your weaknesses, right? Yep. Level up your strength. That's what I love because I got to work around college athletes like you and all that that were super like this just like on it every time like oh that's what it takes right and i also realized like what i probably would never be like in a sense or like what i don't like to do you know i'm not gonna wake up at 6am and start making cold calls that'll never be who i am probably why it's part of the reason i created a digital recruiter right it's just like i'm not a boarding person like i gotta be now because of the little guy and like i'm working through it but like you know some people are just like that 8am making cold calls i'm like damn good for you right again college athletes i'm like man you guys are just on it in the weight room at 5am all this stuff i'm like so much respect right it's like i was in the video room like with the video coordinators that's what i was doing in florida like i was that was a whole different whole different deal so so (laughs) yeah yeah, much respect much respect um so five years goes by right you start your company 2008 about five years in to all this
1: yeah i think i was yeah just over six or almost seven or something like that and then um I yeah, started like, I think it was like September 2018 um, when we started kind of officially launch Mavic Ventures. And when I say we, me, right, you just, <laughs> we have a company yeah. now, I'm an LLC, let's do it. Um, but um, yeah, I, I just, I love the firm I was at, um, you know, and just, I, to me, I just felt like there's, there's kind of a missed opportunity in the market. You know, you saw, you know, all I focused is heavily like engineering, tech, you know, in the Bay Area, which, you know, engineering and tech is probably the most, you know, aggressive, you know, combative probably like space to recruit in. And then you throw in in the bay area that's probably the most um you know highest com- competition in that space um especially going through those years i mean that was 2000 I started there like 2013 um left in 2018. um but you, you, i just kind of took a lot of the things we had learned and the missed opportunity i thought i saw is like a lot of companies obviously they have their internal recruiting teams right and then you know it's either that or they might partner with like an rpo That was usually probably larger, more enterprise-type companies, Um, and then you know from their internal team, the extension to that was you know contingent recruiters or retained recruiters and stuff like that. You'd you'd see like kind of freelance contractors that bouncing into startups every few months, and so I really wanted to kind of take that. I guess the best way to explain it now would be like the RPO approach, but kind of take it from like the external kind of contingent mindset that we came from. Um and, and put this model in there that just really gave co- these startups the flexibility. That literally they can start us tomorrow, stop us, you know, start us today, stop us tomorrow. Obviously that's not ideal for us, not ideal for them, but like we really needed to me it was important to have the full flexibility. So they have the you know ownership and ability to if things change rapidly like we all know they can, they can, you know, get out of it, they can pause, they can bring us back on when they need to and stuff. And so I, I think we had kind of the um um the benefit of, of ignorance, right? Like we're coming from the contingent space, we're not used to a big long-term, you know um, you know, contracts and everything like that. And, and, you know, in the RPO world, they're like, you guys are idiots, you know, you want big long-term contracts, why are you giving this away for, you know, for the flexibility? And so we really wanted to push and kind of form that out. And, and so we initially kind of went out it thinking like this will replace continued recruiting in a way, right? Like, you know, we can jump into a company. I can come in there and sit as an internal recruiter just on an hourly rate, no placement fees and help hire 10 people in the next three, four, five months, you know, versus what they would pay someone contingently to do that. Um, And and what we quickly saw was that if anything, it went more and attacked kind of the internal recruiter, probably the typical person that would just be an internal recruiter Because a lot of these teams started saying, wait a second, I I don't need five, six, seven recruiters on my team. You know, maybe I'll keep one or two core recruiters that can handle, you know, 30 to 50 percent of the hiring needs and we'll use, you know, the Mavic team and kind of just flex up as we need to. We, you know, we know the quality, we know exactly what they're going to do and how they work and stuff like that. And so they can just come in, step in for as long term or short term as they need. I mean, we've had clients that will come in and help them hire for you know whatever amount of roles they have for it might take a few months and they pause us the next quarter when they hire again they come right back um we have some clients that have had four recruiters with them for the last three and a half years uh, nonstop with no break in between so it'd be like more like probably a traditional rpo but they just do it through our own call and they kind of have the flexibility if they wanted to stop um and stuff like that so that that's where like our first kind of approach was and so it was a lot of us educating the market you know like i i spent probably nine months, like call, I was, I was calling all these RPO firms and like pretend to be this little like ag tech startup, um, out of like, uh, Idaho. And I'm just like, yeah, I just want to learn how your model's working. And I'm like, someone's got to be doing this. Right. And you kind of see it. like on demand wasn't all over the place back then at all. Um, uh, it's funny. You start seeing a lot of these firms that start saying, Oh, we've been doing this for years. They go back in their posts on LinkedIn. They were, they were not talking about it in 2018, 2019. They start talking about it in 2020, 2021. Yeah. Um, and, and uh, it, it was, it, we kind of proved the use case, right? It was a lot of companies at first just, ah, we kind of want this or we don't know. But then I think a lot just started seeing the value and it's, you know, you, we, it was one of those that took probably like six, seven, eight months. We were just doing contingent stuff in the meantime, trying to convert companies. And it was just kind of like, you know, I love the idea, but we're doing what we're doing kind of thing. And I think we converted our first to on-call after like eight months of trying to convert these companies to on-call. Um, and then within like two months, we had converted like 16 others, you know? So, I mean, it just went. It was It was one of those just like, you know you, you do it once now you have that use case case study to talk about right and you reference that and then it's just it just kind of snowballed and so that's that was pretty much like 2019 new covid um we held on pretty strong um through there we it, honestly kind of did better in covid just because a lot of companies that said like we're slowing down you know obviously letting go of a lot of people um, and stuff like that but we still need someone here to kind of like have eyes on which kind of just keep us there keep one of our recruiters there just to kind of handle anything that happened or if someone left that they needed um and stuff like that, it just kind of scaled from there. So that, that was kind of our initial like entry point, if you will. And then from there, we built out our contingent teams. That was pretty, you know, straightforward and easy. That's kind of the world we came from. And then obviously more recently building out our RPO and have brought, you know, experts in from that world to kind of come and just scale that out here. So we kind of look at Mavic Ventures kind of has like three business models, or you know, avenues that all like survive independently, but also for the recruiters kind of allow a lot of opportunity for them to earn in different areas just based off what the market's doing.
0: Interesting. So you got you got recruiters that could kind of be cross trained or impact different models on yeah. your team, right? And so okay, so that's yeah, that's cool. yeah,
1: yeah. Because our RPO and all call are very similar, right? It, it, to yep. us, it's, it's more of just a term, right? Um, if you will, it's kind of just the flexibility. So it's kind of the same. And then for the contingent side, obviously um it creates a good opportunity to earn and if there's ever downtime on those sides and recruiters want to step in and help on you know some of the contingent teams so kind of shares the wealth in, in a way and allows kind of recruiters to have the opportunity to um earn in different areas depending on what they oh, want to but,
0: do yeah no I, that's that's great and we just have building out the team that we're building now, kind of seeing that as well, right? People yeah. have different priorities or different things. It's also timing, right? One month they want to do this, one month they want to do something else. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's good to have that you know flexibility. What one thing that was really interesting when you were talking was <clears throat> how much you listen to the market. That like you just got to know the market and you got to call them, and that's one of the things I harp on all the time. I did a LinkedIn live on this earlier was like, get, figure out your value prop, figure out your ICP and go get to know them. Right. Stop trying to just get Rex right away or get paid right away. Like go get to know them, get to know their problems. So like, you like listening. I mean, talk to like, what did you learn through all that? And as you said, one and then 16 happens. I think people miss that. Like, it's so much work to get that one. And then you can leverage that to kind of keep building. Yeah, right. But like, talk about that process, almost like that market research process.
1: Yeah, I think it was, it was honestly going into, it. I mean, it, it was taking a lot of time and we were calling, you know, I, I reached out to a lot of the VC firms I've worked with over the years and had a lot of good relationships with a lot of the founders, um, executives at the startups. A lot of it was just like, Hey, this is what we're looking to do. Like, you know, rip it apart. Tell me what you love about it. Tell me what you hate about it. Like, you know, it's kind of one of those that doesn't matter what I think a good idea it matters what your customer thinks is a good idea. Right. And, yes. and, and it might be saying the same thing, but this way, when you say it this way, just clicks better. Right. Um, hence on-call versus on-demand i mean that that little we were pushing it as hey it's on-demand at first and we made the switch to on-call just renaming it and i think literally we had like four companies that had said no to us like a month earlier and we're like reach back out and there's on-call recruiting now and they're like hell yeah let's go and you're like okay that makes no sense <laughs> yeah. i'm trying to yeah trying to like figure out that one you're like i i don't really know what to take from that but cool um but uh it um uh, I, I just think it's so important that a lot you know if you have a good idea and it doesn't have to be like we're bringing some novel thing right I, I kind of tell everyone i'm like we didn't reinvent the wheel we kind of put our own coat of paint on it right um and and so it's it's so important to just sit there and like understand what you think the market wants what you think could benefit that how what pain points you think they have but also be open to listening because there's a good chance that you're wrong or there's actually these other pain points that you just don't realize or haven't seen yet and so it's important to be able to sit there and like get out of your own way sometimes and be like, okay, like, I don't agree with that, but that's the feedback I was looking for. Like how let's take that in and, and see, like, obviously that means something. It doesn't matter, you know, if I don't think it's right, the customer does. So, you know, how do we just always take that in? And, and we just constantly refine it. Like what it is today is not what it started at. Like pricing models and everything is just always just, we've adjusted and changed it. And kind of a lot of times took the risk and said, let's try this, right? Let's go try it. Like let's go market test it a bit and, see what happens, what works well, what doesn't, let's throw away the stuff that doesn't work well and just keep refining, right? And so it's, it's a whole process where it wasn't just like we woke up one morning and said like, hey, wow, this epiphany, we're going to do exactly this and this is how we're going to do it. It's just going in there, having the resiliency, having the adaptability to be able to just sit there and be like, let's just figure this out, you know? Like, hey, let's, let's figure out what they wanted, how to get it to them um, and, and what makes sense to kind of do all that. And, and make sure that it, it's a good thing for the client. It's a good thing for us, the recruiters, the recruiting firm, like, you know it all needs to 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 sink and and, and kind of work together
0: be a win-win-win yeah 100 yeah. percent. yeah and it, it, it's you you brought up some great i mean there's some great points there Of uh, terms of just again the the listening and what you said like you might be wrong and removing yeah. your ego from it and you know it's not that necessarily the client's always right but <laughs> the, the market is, in a yeah. sense, right. Like it, it's like if you get the same feedback and there's a common denominator, yeah. it, like, huh, maybe I should go in this direction or I should talk about this. Like I, when writing content, I always say like your sales calls and your client fulfillment calls are going to give you all the content content ideas yeah. you ever need. Like because yeah. that's the pain points, and then you just figure out the ones that keep coming up, and that's what you yeah. write about. Like that's the themes in your business, and the content and. You mentioned earlier, like the importance of training and investing and, and you mentioned working through this process. How do you balance the time or how did you balance the time between learning this, but also still trying to make money and make placements, but is it yeah. actually like taking what you've learned and like rebuilding processes around it? Because that's, yeah. there's a lot to do, right? It's, it's, it's hard to, to, to sail the ship and kind of build it at the same time, right? Yeah. So how did you kind of approach that as an owner?
1: Yeah, it... um. It, it, it gets tough, and that's why I think a lot of people, um, it really comes into like, you have to be willing to put in the work, 100%, full stop. Nobody's going to do it for you. No one's going to come in and say, okay, I really like you, so let me help, um, you know, and stuff like that, and we wish that would happen. But it, it um, honestly, I think it's just, you, you kind of take like, you know, okay, here's a big complex problem, or here's what we're trying to get you. Like, don't just look at that, right? Like, let's break that down into like smaller, simpler solutions that we can go, okay, this is kind of how we like strategically like, do this, and then this, and take these steps, and kind of keep working towards that, and and and, and be open to adjusting and pivoting on the way, right? And that's the thing I, I talk with a lot of people about it, where they're just like, well, you know, we could, you know, if, well, if I go hire people, then I it's gonna take away from me producing, and I'm like, well, that's your choice, right? Like I, I get it, it, it's gonna be tough, but like you're choosing to just not do something because you're gonna do something else, and like, or you could just work hard. Like it, it, I get it, there's only so many hours in the day, and 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 that's where I'm not saying like, oh, you're just not cut out, or don't you're not working hard enough, but like that's the dedication it needs to take. If you're going to sit there and be like, hey, it's going to take me time. We're going to hire someone to learn how to train them and get them up to speed, but I still need to produce, you know, like that, the, the the equation, there's not an equation that just allows that to work if you're not just adding more time and effort into it, right? Yeah. That's that's the only answer that you have to do. And so for a lot of that, it was, um, you know, we went out, like I was generating, you know, uh, all the revenue at, when we first started. I was working all the accounts. I was just doing everything, you know, bringing in the other recruits that we hired, training them at the same time, um, you know, to get up to speed and, and, and working with them on that. And I mean, it was a lot. Um, and to be able to like put that all together, it, it you know, just, you kind of just take one step at a time, right. And just kind of start, okay, what's our, what do we have to get? Like if we want to do 500,000, you know, as a company, what do we need? To, how many clients do we need? Let's, let's work backwards from that. How do we get to that? We want to hit a million. We want to hit 5 million. Like what do we need to do to get there? you know, um, and then just always kind of plan for those to me, like I'm a big planner, I'm a big numbers guy. So I like being able to sit there and just be like, okay, if we want to get to here, like, okay, this is how we work backwards and get to that. So like, what do we need to do to start taking those steps? Right. You're not going to do it tomorrow. And again, it's the, you know, we're kind of in a culture of people just want it instantly, you know, fast, quick, you know, good, all that, you know, um, and it's just not the reality. Um, and and so I I always tell people like anyone trying to start anything on their own, like, First off, whether it fails or it's successful, like do it, jump in with both feet because you're gonna learn so much. You know that's how we learn is from our failures. You gotta, you know, take from it. You know, look at it and just say, what could I've done better? What did I do well? Um, and then move on from it. Um, but you have to be okay with just going out there and failing and trying something. It's kind of like when we're kind of pressure testing the the models or when a recruiter comes and says, hey, I want to go after these types of companies. I am go, like, oh, great, go do it. Like tell me how it works. You know, tell me where I, if I need to help or step in. But like you just have to go do it. Like we're not gonna be like oh yeah, let's just pivot the whole company and do this now because someone thought of an idea, like go market test it, go prove it, bring it back. And if it works, 100%, let's implement it. Um, but you just have to be willing to go out there and try something and be okay with it not working, right? And, and, and failing and learning from it.
0: And sometimes that, that is where you you get to the answer, right? All these yeah. books and stories you read, right? Oh, it didn't work, it didn't work. And yeah. you know what Jordan gets cut from his high school team yeah. and, you know, Brady gets benched at Michigan and all this other stuff. Like it just kept going and that yeah. like, you figure out greatness in those moments where you yeah. choose to accept it as failure or is it like, all right, I just got to keep going and just yeah. like ideas are meant to be tested and broken and reiterated and just embracing that yeah. process and doing the work is again, we're going to come back to that theme over and over. It's yeah. like, hey, you have the choice. I think what you said is so powerful. I think some people try to, they try to outsource their decision-making, right? Oh, yeah. well this happened or that happened. Like, no, it was your choice. Like yeah. you chose to have a lifestyle business or you chose to scale and yeah. it worked the first time. And that's okay. Yeah, Like that, it truly is okay. I mean, that's what I've been interested to talk to people like you and other just like successful owners. It's just this, there's not a smooth ride here. Uh, yeah. it, it, it's just not, it can be extremely fruitful ride. But yeah. it's not, oh, it's not smooth. And like you yeah. shouldn't expect it to be. Like you should embrace the challenges. And I know, you know, I talked to Lauren and Christina, my team members. I'm like, yeah, we're in it. But like, man, I love our problems. Like in a sense, <laughs> exactly. right? Like I, because I know I can solve these problems. <laughs> like, yeah. like hey God. Like I hated being in jobs where I didn't know what I was doing. Like I was a yeah. director's assistant in L.A. for a commercial production company. You talk about fish out of water. I had no idea <laughs> what I was doing. How to operate the camera. I was like, oh, I got into video coordinating and football because of the football not because of the video and yeah, so like right. i learned real quick and they're like yeah i don't think this is working out and i was like i also agree with that statement yeah uh so i was like i'm happy that i have problems now that i know how to solve or i can like work to the solution and build it. it's not always going to get to the market immediately but sometimes yeah. it's just fun solving the problem if i look back yeah. at the most fun times it was like right before we hit like a big peak in revenue but it was actually i was like oh we solved it like i know this is gonna work like it's yeah. all right there it's going to the right direction like to me that's like always been those moments Like yeah. like that. i just like remember i'm like we were right there like no one believed in us right you know danger feel we're misfits and then it freaking works and people are like you're amazing and i was like oh, yeah. yeah thank you i'm not but like I, it's like a lot of work went into like making that happen it's like i'm glad the market resonated because that is such a validating feeling when you yeah. get something together that the market wants and that is like that you solved it so yeah
1: yeah it, it's one of the things it's just so funny you can use that like creative part of your brain right and really look at and just be like what is you know the most successful companies we all know of you know it, they they are rarely the one that just thought of this great idea and just like all of a sudden that's what they became it's they kind of someone's tried it before i mean even look at like the tablet right like everyone thinks of the ipad hp had a tablet out in the 90s that flopped and you know even in the early 2000s when the ipads were out and people were like hp tablets actually still pretty legit it just it was ahead of its time yeah. um and you look at it it's just like so many companies or businesses have kind of like you know they stood on the shoulders of the ones that didn't make it right or they went you know, you should leverage that, right? If you know, hey, well, they got here. So let's, we, we can look at that. What did they do to get there? What did they do? Well, what did not they? And let's take off from where they went. Let's not start where they started again. Like we have the opportunity now, you know, because they, they made, they tried that we can kind of learn from their mistakes and grow from there. And so you're kind of starting from where the last person left off in a way, um, which is huge, but yeah, it's just having to be able to go out there and just put the effort in and try it. Right. And, and, and just knowing that, listen, I, I'm not going to give up, you know, I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And that's with starting the business, right? A lot of people are like, wasn't that stressful or this? And I'm like, not really. Um, you know, like, yeah, there's stress in there, you know, and stuff like that. But I, I don't, know. I just have the mindset, like, you know, when into do it, just like, well, it's going to suck. It's going to be tough. There's going to be th- answers. I don't know that I'm going to have to figure out, but like, I won't give up. Like, I, I don't personally, I will do whatever I have to do to, to make this successful. And so when you kind of go into it with just that confidence, right? Like it did, nothing's going to be bad, right? Because I, I, I'm already expecting it to suck. I'm already expecting it to be tough, you know? So I'm just going to like work through that. And I know I'm not the person that's going to quit or give up and I'm just going to keep going. Um, and so when you, when you're like that, it's just kind of, you know, you're just like, okay, uh, <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> it, it's,
0: it's like being like a cage line versus out being out in the a, in a safari. Yeah. Like yeah. it's for me being an aerotech, I got so much value there. But after a while I was like, I'm a cage line and that drives me nuts. Yeah, <laughs> and I was like, I gotta get out on my own and just explore and just see if I can make it in in the desert, in the jungle, like, yeah. and, and and go make it happen. And there's just like a a thrill there and adrenaline that it's like it's all on me to yeah. make it happen. Now I have an awesome team and everything else, and we're all invested together. But when you start yeah. out, it, it is lonely right? Yeah. They say it's lonely at the top. Well, hell, it's lonely starting out too. Yeah. Uh, you know, when everyone's mocking you, what do you do again? Oh, you post online. Oh, it's yeah. cute. Like all that stuff. Like people read that. Like, you it's know, I got like, people are like oh, you bottom. got a podcast now? Like, that's sweet. Like, it's, it's like, what? Like it, it makes those, you know, they, all that stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it molds you for sure. Yeah. But it's just like, and there's some of us I and mean, people listening to this, like, they, they have that feeling of just like, get out, like, I, I gotta just be free. That freedom is worth yeah. a pay cut or whatever in the initial, because I like, I don't care. It's just like that's how I got. It. Only so many years. Not really. I don't know how many I got, but like I'm gonna spend it trying to solve problems that I think are fun and creative yeah. and kind of with with my voice and, and my vision. Um, you're the same way, and I know how hard it is to sell different pricing models and to talk about that and client education. Like it is a heck of a task. Yeah. And then to get team buying and then manage all those teams, you know, and manage all those people. So, yeah, it, it's I mean, it's nuts, but it's so worth it. At this, 100%. Center. Yeah, it, it's
1: it, it's yeah, it's just so rewarding. Right. To kind of just start seeing some of the the things that you kind of put out there. And so, like, this is where I want to go. Right. You know, these are the steps I want to take. And you start just seeing, you know, that, that mission of being accomplished or you know and, and you kind of start stepping towards that and and you come across just some amazing people right like i'm sure the people you've hired on your team you've brought in like there's just people where you're just like i would have never met you i would have never come across you we would have you know never had this conversation or people you're hiring where you're just like if you didn't put yourself out there and you know say i'm gonna start building this thing right like it, it just it, it's insane just the connections you make the the types of people you get to interact with and stuff like that and i think that's one of the, i mean recruiting in general to me especially it's just like you're like well what's so exciting about like you get to talk to the most interesting people every single day yeah, like it is fascinating you know and you get to work with really cool companies and kind of you know you're working with companies like you know SoFi for instance working with them like super early when they were just like a small team and then you see and you're kind of like that was really cool to see it just like okay that was like some little like bootstrap startup getting their series A at the time and now they're you know SoFi right name of the Charter Stadium and, and all that and you're like dude it was pretty cool to like just that's see nice. like yeah. that whole progression in, in a way and just kind of experience that. I think like, it's just so rewarding to do that.
0: I, I, I'm i with you. I mean, the people I work with now, they've changed my life. Yeah. So, honestly, when I think of like a, a Christina and a Lauren and a Kevin, and I mean, it's in, in part with Lauren this year, who was a digital recruiter client on the agency. Like now my wife is helping the agency yeah. with sourcing and screening. It's changed her life. And I mean, yeah. like, just a dumb leg. And that's so rewarding to see. And Everything else, just like her being able to run with that. And just now I have like different, you know, with Ross and Kevin on the content team and like the, the roles that they're adding, they're enriching my life and career so much. Yeah. And they're also, I'm able to like diversify the workload And give them things that are not my strengths, that are their strengths. And to see that then flourish, I was like, oh, I had this vision, but I couldn't do it all. I couldn't give that the time it needed. But if I put it in their hands, they're ideally suited to run with it. And then that takes off as part of the business. I'm like, wow, like that is cool. Like and start to see stuff like that. Uh, I'm sure you have that too, like as well. And just like, wow, you start to see like the sum become bigger than the parts. You start to see those, you're like, whoa like this is crazy it's Like, wait, yeah. what else could we do yeah it's
1: it's wild when you start yeah it's, it's all about you know when you're leveling up your team right like you know, you're bringing people in and and you know the, they have strengths that you don't have right and it's all about having you know the confidence in that vision of saying these are the things we need to build these are the things i think we need here and you just start you know some of it's just organic right people just fall into their positions there and you're just like it's just amazing to see i mean we some of the best ideas we've had have come from other recruiters, other team members on our team that have just been like, hey, like, what if we tried this? And we're like, great, let's try it. You know, let's, let's, let's try it if it works. Let's implement it, you know, and, and stuff. And, I, and we tell our team that all the time. I mean, they're, they're amazing. And, it, and it's one of those, like, you're, it, it's all, a company's all about their people, right? Like, that, that is what it is. It, it is the most important factor in a company surviving or not over money, over anything else is the people you have there. That's what's going to allow you to get money and earn money and stuff like that. And i feel like a lot of companies end up taking the people for granted right when like that's your real asset yeah. um but it's been so cool to see you know people that we've had here that come up with just some like brilliant ideas and like of different approaches and and i think we've just got to have that culture of just like you know allowing people to just like openly like if you have an idea like don't assume i've thought about it right like there's a good chance you're going to think of something i am be like that's a really good idea i should have thought about that i did not like. Perfect. Let's figure it out. And so I think kind of having that openness and kind of like where everyone has a voice and they should. And, you know, we, we kind of give people the opportunity to do that, too, and have like, you know, um, like quarterly meetings and stuff like that. And we'll do a lot of development stuff with the teams that kind of just give people the opportunity to go, hey, go learn something new and go. Teach it to us, right? Yeah. Go go, go! take the weekend and go just put it like three slides together about React. What is it, right? And just explain it to us. Present it to the team, present it to everybody. Like, you know, it, it, there's a lot of development things people get out of that of just public speaking, speaking in front of people. having to go be like, I don't really know if this is right, but we'll just try it. Like just try to force people out of that comfort zone a little bit. And so it's just been so cool to see like, you see that development and then you see that almost come back where they're like, you know, kind of like you said, this uncaged animal now where I'm just like, Whoa, Holy cow, like they're coming with all this stuff and it's amazing. And you're just able to absorb it and just find a way to like, hey, okay, how do we, how do we put that in places to be able to scale that out? Right. And so it's, it's a lot of fun to be able to like just see it all kind of come together in this crazy mess that we got. <laughs> yeah.
0: I love the mini trainings though. Yeah. Like come do three slides on react. Like I love that. Like that's such like yeah. a little bite size, but those are the little things that, can click for a recruiter and who knows maybe they make 6 of those placements next year and that's yeah. like 200k or 300k like it's those yeah. things in recruiting that's so fun you could learn and have a direct ROI impact, because now yep. you get it, and that domino effect, of the way it changes that you do the intake form, or a candidate screen, or everything else, you start getting leads from candidates, maybe, yep. right, we did a 360 recruiting call last week, in the group call, people with mine were blown, right, like, wait, I can get leads from candidates, I'm like, yeah, you can, <laughs> like, yeah, that's a great way it. to get leads, you know, all the time, so it's like, wow, like, sweet, yep. like, all right, like, this week, was like, who's doing it, people started doing it, and like, yeah, I got a lead, I'm like, yeah, of course you did, right? Because it works. Yeah. Like, you know, th- those little things. I, I mean, I, we could, we'll, we'll get into the training. The one last thing before we get into some the coaching and the training yeah. topic that we want to get into is, is the work that you put in. Everyone knows recruiting is about timing, right? Oh, we're not hiring right now. Yeah. We're hiring next quarter. So if you keep doing the work, you put yourself in the position to capitalize on the timing. And like, oh, that is one of the biggest points of just sticking with it. You are then ready to like, you're preparing to win. And yep. that's what people don't really, they don't put in the work. They're not in it. You're not actually putting yourself, it's like if Tom Brady just never showed up on Sundays, like literally didn't go to the yeah. stadium, <laughs> It could have been the best of all time, but no one would have known he wasn't in the game. yeah Right. And so it's like, that's the thing. Like, you got to just be in it and then think good things can happen. Right. Yep. If you have the right process and follow the playbook and, and everything else. But that's how you capitalize on timing. And I think there is a question sometimes of like, how do i know it's like you don't you know yeah you just don't. not a, you just got to prepare for it
1: yeah and, and and it's always putting yourself like you're saying that position right like that's one of the biggest things i mean when covid first happened and everything shut down you know this last year you know the market being how it was and stuff like that you know i, I can't tell you how many people are like oh we're just gonna kind of wait it out you know like oh, we're just kind of like just working a little less right now until it all comes back and i'm just like you're gonna miss it coming back right like it's like if you're watching a stock and you're like it's at 60 bucks when it gets to 40 i'm all in right then it goes to 35 and you're like i don't want to touch it you know and then all of a sudden it starts working itself back up and it's 40 38 you know go back up next thing you know it's back at 50 and you're like i missed half the run right recruiters are going to see that happen in the next year because they're going to be sitting there waiting to see it it's not like this faucet's just going to turn back on right like you know we've seen it happening over the last six months and just like significantly coming back and stuff and that's not you know, saying, oh, the whole market is, but it's just because of the work and the effort we've constantly been putting in. It's kind of like talking with the team where it's like, listen, we're, we're heads down to get it. It sucks compared to other years, right? But we can sit here and complain about it or we can keep positioning ourselves to capitalize on this when it's back. Um, it, it, I mean, all things considered, like we've, this last year, barely even took a hit, really. Um, like it was, it was, all things considered, like held up pretty strong. And I think a lot of that, I think the models and kind of the flexibility of how we work with clients, I think was pretty beneficial in that. I think just this, our recruiters, this, their skills um, were played a huge role in that. And I think just also just, you know, we, we didn't stop. Right. You know, it, it's we, we just kept trucking along, you know, and the things our recruiters and, and people have learned through this year are going to set them up far past everybody else moving forward, because just the shit they've had to go through, right? And, and the things that they've had to figure out. And, you know, like, you, you, you don't really know how to appreciate something until you've been on the other side of it, right? And, and and the people that have just been sitting there just getting beat up, right? And just, you know, not even getting no, it's just getting like nothing back, right? For doing you know, BD and outreach and stuff like that. They're beating themselves down. And you just have to be like, you know, they're going to appreciate the other side so much more than they ever do, you know, and we have recruiters here that started last year right and they're just like holy cow this is great why haven't i been doing a recruiter for 10 years and i'm like you've had a phone email and a pulse you made money you made more money than you've ever made recruiting last year right like that's not normal and so a lot of them that went like that was year one and this is year two and they're like whoa and like this is it's hard work right like it just is what it is but you know you got to keep pushing forward and you get that all the time as recruiters you know you'll get your friend that's like oh God, I should have been a recruiter. You just make a bunch of money and go to Vegas all the time, right? And you're like, yep, yep, that's,
0: that's exactly all I do. Yep, yeah, I, I go to Vegas
1: and make a lot of money, I guess. Yeah. That's that's cool. Like, yeah. thanks for discrediting everything yeah. else. And you saw the one weekend I went to Vegas in the last few years and just, okay, cool. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> I, I, everything else, is you know, the, yeah. the, the, the gray, the hair loss, the weight yeah. gain, all that, I'm, I, I'm projecting now. But yeah, it, it, it's, it, it's crazy. So, and it's so, it's so true. This is a good segue to a topic that I'm yeah. really excited to talk about. The The initial post that you made, which, you know, for, for those, I think I brought it up, I'll read it off for a little bit, oh, yeah. you know, shocks me <laughs> how many people with less than five years experience as a recruiter are trying to sell these recruiter training or recruiter branding programs, right? Those who can do, I guess saying those who can do those who, and those who can't teach more true than I thought, right? Branding marketing is important, but supplement, supplementary to sales, right? good old fashioned hard work, cold calling outpaces a fancy LinkedIn page all day, which that I might actually disagree with you on in this current age, but I completely agree yeah. with the beginning pieces. Um, I think I'm about starting a podcast and that's why we're here now. Right. And I was like, dude, let's, let's get on here. But you talk to us about the inspiration for that post. Yeah. Because it, it's I, because it's great. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I feel like I'm always wanting to kind of call it out to a point and, just, just be real, right? And and I just said you see so many, you know, things get posted, and there's been so many that I'm like, you know, you just want to respond, to and you're just like, just I'm staying out of it. That's nothing to do with me. It's not worth my time. Yeah, you
0: got to stay focused, right? But, and like, yeah, like, bringing that energy at times, <laughs> but man, it's hard. Yeah,
1: there's where you are just want <laughs> a keyboard warrior back at them right? Man. But uh, it this one kind of struck a chord because I was like, listen, like the market sucks. You have so many recruiters that are out of the jobs that traditionally should not have been, right? Like they they. It wasn't due to their skill set right it was just companies lay off and had nothing to do with their performance necessarily some probably did you know that's just going to be what it is but a lot of people that are just down right it's been a tough year and all this and you just and then like the sharks come out right and they're just like you know i look at it like they're just praying on these people I just don't like they'll they'll do anything right now to turn this around so they're traditionally wouldn't have given the time of day to these people but now we're just like i don't know like okay let's try it And so I heard just some like stories and there wasn't anyone like specific. There was a post I saw and I'm trying to remember before this call who it was. Um, I figure we just call them out live, right? But I I can't remember what it was. Um, But yeah, they were posting this and and, and about that. And I was just like, dude, like this needs to stop. Like, you're looking at people that are posting these like you know recruiter training things, and you go look at their pro- they've never been a recruiter, you know they've never done it, or it's the same thing. Where you get people that you know, I you get them reach out to you. like if you go start an LLC, you'll start getting these emails. It's like you get they put you on some list, right, or something like they just, but it's just like these you know help Max you know 10x your business or I'll 5x your this, and I'm like you don't even know what we do. Like how are you gonna reach out? Like I've, I've taken some of those calls and just been like I'm real curious. Like so you know what I do? You know what we do every single day? Okay, how are you gonna 10x that? I want to know that right now you know, it's like, well, and I'm like, see so you don't, like, don't lead with that, you know, and it kind of goes into, like, the BD on the recruiter side, you know, that we teach people, but it's like, you know, you, you're understanding people's pain points and stuff like that, but you also need to be able to listen, you don't know it all going in, and you got to be open to that, but we had just seen, I'd just seen so much of it, and people that, like, you'd see recruiters on it, just like, oh, like, you know, I'd love to try this, like, you know, and stuff, and there's specific ones where I'd reach out to people like do not like I don't know that person but don't don't pay them a dime like yeah. they've never been a rec- this is my two second read on their background right how are they going to teach you how to do this it's the same people that were coming out saying um, you know the ATS's were uh, you know there's an algorithm like within the ATS whatever yeah <laughs> I did that made me like second I'm like I've worked inside every single ATS and I'm like wait a second have these things been like not showing me all the profiles like what's going on here and like, I like second guess myself people were like so adamant about this and I'm just like no, that is not true. Like a human said, you're not a fit. They might've sent you an automated response, like an email that just, you know, I hit ignore or no. And it just sends them out a rejection email. That probably happened, but there's no algorithm. And I saw people selling that, right. You know, I'll help you, um, you know, beat like the, SPLs, AI,
0: beat the keyword,
1: yeah, keyword, yeah, keyword your resume. So the AI doesn't, you know, re- auto reject you. And I'm like, so it's just all that built up. And I'm like, this needs to stop. Like I'm just going to say something about it. Right. Like, and just kind of call it out. And I've reached out to people that comment on those things and I'll just like, I'll, I'll reach out to them privately, right? And just kind of be like, listen, like, this is all not true. Like, I happen to jump on a call with you and explain this. Like, do not fall through this trap. Like, it is a waste of your time and money and stuff. And so it was just, you see that like people, the opportunists come out and like prey on people who are just like literally going through some shit right now. And so it was just kind of one of those where you're like, I, I got to say something, right? I, I just, I'm not okay with that. Um, so that's what led to that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> no, I, I. I loved it. Like I saw it and I was like, ooh, yes. And I, I was like, man, did Darren look at my profile? Because I was only an air tech just about five years. I was like, is he calling me out? Like what happened, right? Like, I like just like you with at the ATS, like I had a moment. Where I'm like, wait, have yeah. I recruited before?
1: <laughs> have I sold
0: before? Like, you know, I was questioning my own resume. Uh, I, have,
1: and so, I, I think I was going to put on there. I, I think I had a line on the bottom. I thought maybe I took it out, but I think it said something like, if you think I'm talking about you, I probably am. I just a yeah. mess with a lot of people. It's like, a mess in like, my <laughs> head.
0: And I was like, oh, you got me uh so it, it's look i mean lying if i this is something i don't think of every single week and typically yeah. sometimes every single day like there's a huge responsibility as a coach and having a training program of am i full of it dude i i've I, you kidding me i've had imposter syndrome for sure you know, yeah. i didn't hit a president's club at aerotech like straight up yeah. like I, I just didn't like i got a world-class mps score for like cli- for my clients and my ratings and everything else there's a lot of reasons why I didn't hit. I think part of the cage lion sapped my motivation and I didn't make as many calls and many emails. Cause I was yeah. like, the fruits aren't worth it to me. I don't care about a coworker vacation in Cancun and the money. <laughs> then they changed the comp I was like, I just, these incentives don't drive me. And I had yeah. to be honest about that. And I got burnt out and I, I came back to it. And to recruiting and i was like well i know way more than i realized like maybe yeah. like people could learn for this and i was like then i learned the automation and the content I'm like this is a cheat code i gotta teach recruiters but i taught the automation to content because personally i was like am i good enough to teach some of the sales stuff yeah and then i realized like wait dummy like you've been selling you sold a different like you've done it but <laughs> yeah. there's legit reasons i am never i don't say i hit things that i didn't i don't you yeah. know it's just like you gotta just be people would say like, oh, you're authentic, it's just like, I just had to be honest. Like if I'm going to do this, I'm just going to tell the truth that I'm going to tell about my experiences and what I know. And sometimes I didn't share it all. Like I don't think I've ever shared that before until this podcast, but I don't care because I've helped enough people do this. And the promise isn't like, 5 million, 10, you know, I know those people, like I know those, those people come to me, they tell me what they were promised and pitched and yeah. money back. And then they do everything again to not give you your money back for a hundred K in 90 days or what all these crazy promises. But I was like, I had to be just be honest every step of the way. It was yeah. really hard in the beginning. And this year I was just like, all right, I can't just teach automation content without teaching sales. So I just, yeah. I was like, I, I like Rachel Brown's a case study. I just told her, I'm going to teach you everything I know about sales. She four extra business this year. And she's yep. like, I gave a crowds like, sweet. And there was a few other people like that, <laughs> right? That we've had that. We haven't built that whole case study. I'm like, oh, so yeah, I do know. Like I can teach. Yep. Like, I can do this and I can teach it. And that environment at that time, to be honest, I wasn't ready enough. Then. Honestly, yep. One of the things about being an entrepreneur, I became way more disciplined. What about having a family? I became way more disciplined than I was seven years ago, right? Aerotech. So it's like, yep. it just wasn't the right time. And actually in doing that made me better now. Like in a sense, like for that. So it's just like an interesting time. But those are the nuances that like I work at every single day to figure out yeah. and to be honest and be like, am I doing the right thing? And, you know, sometimes my impact has not been what my intent was. And I get that. Yeah. And I, but that's where I have to learn from. And I think it's good that you call it out because – to me if you're not at that level a standard of thinking about it auditing yourself like you shouldn't be doing this yeah and like that's what it takes so i love it because that hopefully for me it helps weed people out i want people to look we at 100%. our stuff and talk to me and i'll have to like you know what there's a lot of bullshit out there but like at least that, that guy told me the truth like that's refreshing <laughs> and then you might not buy from me and that's okay but if i can give you that experience like that's a start
1: yeah well i think just the openness to it right and, and like you said i think it at the end of the day, you doing it the right way and doing it for the right intentions and continuously trying to improve yourself and and actually like trying to give these people like the skills that they need to go do this job, right? You know, like it, it's so it's so far superior to what, you know, these other people that are just trying to scam them out of something or, you know, give them some brief little tutorial. that's not going to teach them anything um, and stuff like that. And like you said, it, it's good because it just calls it out, right? And it weeds it out. I, I tell recruiters, like, people that all the time, like, The recruiters, the biggest objection you come you overcome as a recruiter is someone else's bad experience with a different
0: recruiter, right? You know, because it's not like oh, I worked
1: with a recruiter and they sucked, and I don't like you now. And you're like, sweet, okay, let's let's win you over. This is gonna be fun. Uh, But that's where content works. That's where (laughs) content
0: works, my friend. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I know
1: In, uh, in, Uh. you know, with your sales, of course. But um, <laughs>
0: it's, it's <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, I interrupted. Yeah. It's definitely the combo. No, no, you're, <laughs> it's definitely the combo.
1: For well, and, and that's what I think when we were messaging back and forth about it, is what we kind of said is it was just like, and, and my example was kind of like, a, like a, just this extreme example that proves my point, right? It was one of those where it's like, obviously, oh. it was just like, if, okay, if you do no sales in all content or like a, just a super pretty LinkedIn page, your company will suffer. If you do, you know, don't focus on the content or, or that's you know, and uh, um, the, the branding and stuff like that, but you're just heads down on sales. Like your company will do, will do okay. Right. And, and the point was that like, you know, one can't probably like sales could probably live without the other technically, but yes, and you absolutely need both. And in and UCS, I mean, we put our stuff out. And so that's whenever we were going back and forth and like, I mean, I'm kind of being hypocritical. to so like, I am about the concept of my point right now is different. (laughs) No, you're uh, making a
0: great point. And like, that's what, again, it's illustrating. And there's a thing with blanket statement. I mean, you're saying it as you're posting on LinkedIn. So obviously you know the drill, like you know the game, right? But you're right. Sales has got to come first. And that's what I told you offline. That's what I'll say online is that was the biggest realization I had in 2023 was I got to teach people. Everything I know about sales, everything yeah. I've learned, getting getting my ass beat, my successes, <laughs> what worked, how I was yeah. terrible the first two years, I was thought I was gonna be an amazing manager because I like people, and that is not how that works. And <laughs> right. Everything else, like there's a whole. I got whole, a funny story about that. Actually, there's, a whole thing. <laughs> there's a whole thing, right? So it's just like, okay, we got to do sales, then we can automate, then we can do some content, like. But there's an yeah. order of operations, so we've revamped everything, our like courses that are coming out, and all that to like have that focus because it had to be i just got excited yeah. about automation and content almost yeah. like forgot like oh wait like I, people don't know all this all right so let's go let's teach them all this stuff first so we got yeah. me we got keely like on the front like, coaching them sales and all that then we got the content team but there's an order of operations and now it's just yeah. like okay we're giving people a chance and like yeah. i feel that way because like it has to happen uh because people were going to be like okay i got to stop like now what well, well now you get to work like, yeah. you're like, what do I do with automation content? And does the money fall out of the sky? like, no, now the work begins. This just makes it easier, right? Yeah. Like, this just makes it like you're leveraging your strengths. It makes your cold outreach easier and all that stuff just yeah. simpler. So you can actually do more, right? If you can take care of top and middle of the funnel, you're spending more time at bottom of the funnel. That's where you want to be. And like, yeah. but the work doesn't stop. It's not four hour work week. Like you, yeah. you got to go here. Like it's still 40 hour work week, if some, like, but it's just way more closer to the money, way more fulfilling, better clients, all that good stuff. Yeah. So I'll uh, well, well, there. I know you want to share. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: well, I was just say the inverse to it, that, that touch is probably that you know, where, you know, you we, there's a ton of examples of companies out there that, you know, don't have the sales necessarily, but have the content and you know their name, right? And and, and there is a there is totally a value to that, right? I mean, you look at, a, I can't tell you how many people ask when they find out, oh, you're a recruiter. Like, oh, like Zip recruiter? And you're just like, no, not like ZipRecruiter, but I get it. You've seen the commercial, okay, I, I get where you're going here. But that, I think, is a good example of content and, and, and marketing and sales that's out there or marketing that's out there that, you know, obviously not directly correlated to, like, what we're talking about, but kind of in a roundabout way of, like, I can't tell you how many times, you know, you'll hear about a company or we know companies and you'll start working with that company. And I'm like, I thought you guys like had it together, right? And you're just like, this company's just a mess. And there's no idea what they're doing and, and they're going to go under quick, but you know, they had all their money and content and all that stuff and branding. And so like, I guess my point to that is, is not to knock on content branding and showing that that can absolutely do without sales. Also the, the awareness and, and and I see your name everywhere they must be doing well and stuff. So there's, there's 100% that value. And I think when you, you get them right, you know, it, together. And, and, and you know, the sales side, why, why I always just stress on that more is a lot of people, I, I think are, have learned this year how tough it is, right? Um, but didn't realize it. And, and I've talked like so many recruiters that we talked to that have kind of done their own firms or, you know, kind of just done their own thing over the last year. Um, you know, with everything that like, it's all the same thing. Like, you know, yeah, I, I got laid off or I left the company I was at. And I just kind of started consulting. The next thing I knew I had like four or five clients paying me full time and I was doing all this. And so I hired a source. I'm like, this was amazing. And I'm going to spin a firm out of this and all this. And then now they're just like, and then 2023 happens and they're like, "BD's tough. Like I I didn't have to try for, you know, get companies last time it was all through referrals or people I knew or my network. And now it's like, they won't even touch me, you know? And so like, after a lot of them, like that is, that's, that's the realization of the BD stuff that is, that is hands down the hardest part of this job, you know, like recruiting is, is, is the easiest part of our job if you're comparing it to the BD side and you know, like obviously there's a lot of skills and things you can get in there. But like, if I give you a search and a role and say, here's what we need, here's what they're looking for. Go find me someone like this. Like you can go heads down and just like, I'm gonna get you some profiles. I'm gonna use some candidates. I'm gonna get them. Like I know how to do that. That's easy. Um, the BD side is like that. I mean, that's just where it, it just, it is tough and you have to, You know, if you haven't been taught how to do it, it's going to be really tough to learn on your own or to stay motivated because you're just, you know, you're going to get beat up by it and stuff like that. It's it's so hard. And so it's one of those things that people just, I think, you know, I've come to the realization with and I think have been humbled um, significantly by it that it's, you know, that that needs to happen all the time. If you're going to try and run a firm or build something out and and it's just a lot of things that a lot of recruiters haven't ever had to do. A lot of internal recruiters that have always just been internal with companies, they've never had to do BD. Um, they're really good at the recruiting side or really good at probably like the understanding how the company is going to work internally and working with the hiring managers and building all those processes and workflows out. They know how to do BD. And then there's a lot of recruiters on the external side that have always done BD, you know, and they're trying to do this consulting thing now, and they're probably not that strong at like really working on the internal side with a company because they've never done that. So it's kind of these difference of experiences that people are kind of trying to blend right now and getting, I think, humbled in their areas of weakness
0: <laughs> there are and some are reaching out for support and i think the ones that are humble about it and yeah hey where can i get training and coaching and whether you you know work with us or someone else you know people right it's a paid yeah. mentor or free mentor or whatever it looks like like going to figure that out and just understanding there's so many pieces to having a well-rounded game in this yeah. business in this industry and you know what we're there to you know provide is just like that kind of always say like the staples like the easy button Right? Yeah. Like you could buy a course and all that. And I, I strongly encourage it's a pre-order. Right? No, I'm just kidding. But like, <laughs> I'm not kidding. It is. Like you should buy it. But like, people work with us one-on-one because they're like, they know they can text me, they can call me, they can message yeah. me or one of the other coaches. And they're going to get an immediate response to that immediate scenario that's come up. And yeah. as we talked about earlier, that could be the moment where it clicks. Like those are the learning, the scenarios and like, oh, I can handle that scenario well or I could try a new process and I have the forum to talk about it on a group call or a one-on-one call. Hey, I tried this and guess what? It worked. Like I couldn't believe it. Like I I didn't know if this process was going to work. Like we had someone like that yesterday that did the discovery call, the way we teach it, right? Getting curious, digging, learning about them. Stop pitching yourself and what you do. Yeah, yeah. No one cares, <laughs> right? <laughs> like, <Not at> <laughs> you know, like look at the people that are posting. It's been open for 30 days and all that. Instead of just pitching them, being like, what have you tried? How have you been looking yeah. for it? Hey, let's talk about it. Yeah, we place a few of those. Like, I would love to kind of learn where, where your challenges have been and hear your yeah. perspective on it. Sure enough, they were working with other agencies. They had multiple companies in the same industry, and yeah. she dug in, she'd know all his problems. She, so she sent the contract. She got an email back saying, not only will I sign this contract, I need you to write another one for my other company. So we have that agreement in place, yeah. right? Like, that's, that's what perfect. happened. She had never done that before. She's like, yeah. she counted it as a small win yesterday on the call. I'm like, that's about as big of a win as it gets yeah, because yeah, yeah. that approach shift changes the rest of your career. Yeah. right and however you get those if you and you know yourself as a learner if it's a 101 is a group is a course right people are different like yeah. just lean into it and, and go do it and like just yeah. go make it happen because what's on the other side if you break through is life-changing absolutely yeah. life-changing
1: and, and just how you approached everything and and all that because that's one of the biggest things and it, it's you you kind of put yourself right in like the company shoes that you're reaching out to, you know, and it's, we were the recruiters all the time of like, you need to have the confidence, understand the value that you're adding. Like we do a very good job at what we do. And and you need to be able to like understand that you're not just calling this number to call a number, right. Or just doing it because, you know, someone told you to like, you need to be able to look at that and, and really understand like, I, I'm going to drive a value here. Like I, I know this role, I'm going to find these people and like they are going to get a benefit from working with me. And that confidence needs to be able to come out, right? And then from there, it's, it's doing the research. And, and I don't mean hours of research or just understanding, like, when you look at a company and you're going to reach out to them, like, you know, what's that process? How do you evaluate that company real quick? You know, go look at their current, what team size? Okay, how many internal recruiters do they have? Or, you know, how many people jump on LinkedIn if you got a recruiter so you can see who they've hired in the last 12 months? You know, how many people have they hired? How long have these roles been open? Like, you kind of just, you're going to have whatever process you have that you kind of quickly evaluate and go, here's my end. You know, okay, I'm gonna approach it this way and, and and being able to do that. But then yeah, when you're talking with the companies, like understand that that's a human on the other side of that phone and like, you know, like actually like how's their day going? Like, what are the pain points they're seeing? You know, real curious, like you know, and, and, and diving into those areas and not just saying, like, hey, I do this and this is my company, and this is why we're so great, and all this, and when you sign this agreement, you know, and they're just gonna be like, No, like and and if they do, they're not the client you want in the first place, right? Like you want the client that's gonna sit there and get into the roles with you and really go into detail and invest, you know, if they can invest 30 minutes with you to go over these roles, they're wasting your time.
0: Yeah. That, that's it. It's just yeah. be having those boundaries, like having that value, having those boundaries, sticking to them, that'll do more for your confidence and anything. And you will find the right people if you stay with yeah. it, right? Stay with the connection, stay with the calls, stay with the content. Like you will get it. You will turn the tide. Yeah. and Stick with it. And to add to that, we were talking about coaches before like vets, vet people like be like again it goes into having your own boundaries and remove yourself from kind of that emotional state as much as you can and this is me saying this right like i'm i'm telling you (laughs) basically not to like but like seriously like vet people like and i would say like go hire go work with whoever you're gonna listen to and that you're gonna take the coaching from that's the person to sign up with if that's not me that's okay but go to someone that is because someone else might be better to get you to a certain point and then maybe i take the baton from there Right? Cause yeah. I've had a few of those too. And like, that's totally fine. Right. I'm going to keep working on my game because I'm not hung up on one lead. Again, that's what yeah. you get with the abundance mentality and build the pipeline and all that stuff. It's like, you can have that. And so vet people that already have that, because those are the people that are telling you the truth and that are yeah. honest. Cause they're not trying to say what you, what they think you want to hear or right? that, like that. And there's a, there's a difference there. We all know it because we all get yeah. bombarded with pitches and emails and commercials and all that so like the tr- the truth always resonates and it always yeah. cuts through ev- all the noise right yeah. and so like have that standard for yourself even when it's scary and everything else like you do that and that's number one you can get the right mentor but number two that's how you're going to get the right clients as well yeah. like it's all a trickle effect
1: yeah and, and it's and it's being able to make the investment in yourself, right, in the sacrifice. And that's not, you know, obviously, in some cases, that's financial, right, that investment, but the investment in terms of, like, time, effort, effort, energy, stress, and, like, you need, like, what sacrifice are you willing to make? Because we hear that all the time, right? Like, oh, I want to do this. I want to earn this. I want to make this. I should make more money. And I'm like, well, what are you doing? What sacrifices are you making? And that's where I think a lot of stuff from sports comes, is, right, like, you know, what sacrifice are you making? Well, a lot of sacrifices. I mean, try going through college where half your college life is not college life, you know, and there's a lot of great things we got to do with football and places we traveled and saw. And I mean, I, it was amazing. Right. But you know, there's a lot of sacrifices in there, right. You know, Oh, you can't go do this with your friends or oh, everyone's going to Cabo for the weekend and you got a game and you know, it's just, you know, all those things and it, it correlates into your professional life too. Like, you know, what sacrifice are you making? Are you, are you spending any time outside of the designated work hours of your job to perfect your craft? You know, are you even reaching out to ask for help? you know, it is a step in the right direction, right? Understanding that, okay, I need to leverage someone else's experience and kind of like with what you talking about and, 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 you know, how, you know, some are one-on-one and, and, and how your guys' program works and stuff like that. Um, I know I don't know a whole lot about it, but the group stuff, like, everyone should be leveraging that group's conversation, right? In my opinion, like, because one, you need to be able to get out of your comfort zone. So if you want to do the one-on-one because it's like, you don't want to have other yeah. yeah safe, you know, like, great, you know, do that, break your boundaries. But even if it's also doing the group stuff is, one, it's going to break you out of your comfort zone. Two, you are going to hear so many other people. Like, you know, you have thirty people in a group that are all going to tell you about how their twenty-five minute call went and what didn't go well and what did. And now you've absorbed that, you've learned that without having to spend third, you know, that that's ten hours of total experience time that you just were able to gain by hearing what other people went through and how they overcame that. And you're going to be on a call and be put in that scenario and be able to draw back to that and say, oh, like. Here's a good rebuttal of that. Here's a good way to overcome that objection. Here's a good way to explain that in more detail. Um, And and you're going to be able to leverage someone else's time and effort and and failure or success or whatever it was, and without you actually having to go through that. You know, and and it's huge to be able to like gain that. And I think that's a lot of things that a lot of people don't realize that that they that you're gaining from that in a lot of those group settings and, and stuff like
0: that. I mean, you're, you, you're going to hire you to be a salesperson. I want a percentage doing, of anyone that doing, doing, doing sales. Yeah, you'll, you'll get a percentage. You'll get a percentage. Uh, you, you covered it perfectly. I'll send you a couple of the group calls that we've had because yep. they've been dynamite the last like three, yep. four months when we've really made like sales on Tuesdays, content on Thursdays. But there's yep. always connecting themes every week yep. because sales is content, content is sales. I made a post about yep. the the uh, the jim Carrey, right uh, finkels eyehorn horn, eye horn oh, yeah. finkel right like the, the whole thing cuz it, it, it is they're, they're they're tied together i mean content yeah. really marketing right they're they it's it's the yin and yang and they got to be able to work And if they work in sync that's like when you're really yeah. maximizing everything and then you get the right operations in place and that's what we've been overhauling is that piece yeah. right to get more out of the calls to get more of that that library going and to get that workflow right the operations is key because those group call settings, that's what we're finding. We want to make it yeah. easier for people to access that information, to look back, to build a, a library and clips of all that stuff because there yeah. is so much good in there and the way people are learning and that's the feedback we're getting. What you said is just yeah. like, oh, I learned it hearing someone else go through it. I'm like, I can apply it. Right. I've had like veterans yeah. show up to these calls recently thinking like, Oh, am I gonna learn anything new? Like, that was an awesome call. And like yeah. that's what we're building this thing too, Was like what's going on? This stuff is hard. Like three sixty calls, like content and headlines and interacting in the comments and follow-ups and cadences. And what do you say on this cold call and this email? And like, it's all just like the fine tuning and internalizing the approach of just like, you're constantly digging and you're not sacrificing the numbers game. yeah Right. But you're digging with the right approach. You always have the numbers. So you could just always generate good conversations every day. You do that at scale. You're going to have a great business, like a great life. And it's going to give you time shore up all the other things right operations yeah. and everything else kind of all that good stuff so yeah,
1: yeah. what i i could imagine some of the experienced people probably get the most out of it right because you know a lot of you're know, right your experience you know everything right you're not gonna learn anything you know you go into that but a lot of the times it's well, you just been doing what you've been doing you haven't been open to trying something new and the the ignorance is bliss is a phrase for a reason right i mean there's someone that came into this and they had no experience and tried something and it worked and you're like i would have never thought that worked like they didn't know any better so they just ran straight into a wall and it worked out right and so it's like there's a lot of those things that you you sit there and go like i would have not thought that worked but it did like I, we, that happens all the time there, there's recruiters that we have here that like some of their pitches or how they'll reach out about video the things they'll call out or even just some like how they write the messages right i'm like i don't like the look of that like you know but i have to just you got to kind of let like i'm a big component of like controlled failure like you kind of have to let people just try something new and like you know if you want to figure out how what you know hey how should i respond to this email I, i'm always like well, why don't you respond to it but send it to me Don't don't hit reply yet, but I want you to take the time, have an original thought, right? Like digest what that says. What do you think you should respond with? And then send it to me and then we'll walk through and I'll help. Hey, I'd probably go this approach or this or change this to this. This would be a better way to get that point across. But like just the fact of having someone go through that process and like just try something, right? Even if it's wrong, they're going to learn and retain so much more of that little lesson than if I just said, hey, let me send you, I'll just forward you what to say, right? Because they're never going to learn, right? And so it's, I think a lot of those sessions, yeah, there's people, some of the people with the most experience probably have the most to learn or gain from those because they also have the experience to be able to go implement that after and go, oh, that's a good idea. I can immediately do that tomorrow on this next call I have because they already have the skill set that they're leveraging to have those calls set up and stuff.
0: There's two things to that point. Some of the fastest ROI, I guess, right, yeah. wins have been from veteran recruiters coming in yeah. and the light bulb goes and they have this whole network already built that they can yeah. use the strategy and tactics on. They're like, oh, and it just amplified everything. Like, So you <laughs> yeah. talk about 10x, yeah. like that's actually how you get it at that level. Because like, oh, is it for yeah. beginners? I was like, it's not. Because like, it's like, if it's, you haven't really used LinkedIn or automation or, or tried to approach or like seen like a really like evaluated your pipeline and like yeah. old clients and all that, like, there's probably stuff in there that we can find. Like, I almost always find something, yeah, right. But if you're new, right, it's it's that foundation and kind of just learning. And as you said, yeah. that's what we have like support tickets, right? So people submit, hey, this is what I was going to say, and this is what I want to post, and then we a coach gives them feedback, right? Yeah. On that, it's the same thing. I want you to come up with it from everything we've taught you, and I want to see because it shows me how you're thinking about this, yeah, and then 100%. I can kind of help you the best way you can, you need to be helped. Yeah. Right. Versus just yeah. me gives fire hosing you with stuff, which yeah, I still do at times. Don't get me wrong. Uh, yeah. You're right. And Guilty. it's going to happen, <laughs> but it's like, you got to kind of break that up a little bit too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Guilty of that, where you start answering it and then 10 minutes later, you're like, how did we get here? And they're yeah. like, uh, you just haven't stopped talking. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go back to work over here. Like, <laughs> <my> guilty. <bad. laughs> guilty.
0: Yep. It, and I see it in the eyes. They're like, well, that was dense. So I was like, yeah, yeah." but I was like, it's recorded. You'll go back to it. And I get people like yeah. that like a year or two year, year or two years later. They're like, Oh, this finally clicked for me. I'm like, oh, really? Like, interesting. Like, I (laughs) thought that would have clicked for you right away. But, like, it's all good, right? We got You got to allow for all the craziness and everything else in our life. Everything is going to click the way we want it to click. And I had one member say, if I get 10% takeaway from these calls, I'm happy. Because there's always so much. He's like, but if 10% I can implement right away, I'm happy. Right? It's a little bit yeah. better every single day. And I'm like, you know, it's, that's a good, manageable way to look at it. So Yeah, exactly. Uh, you just got to yeah. absorb
1: something each time. It's something yeah. little yeah. thing that you can take. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Well, 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 let's wrap it up. Well, I guess one thing yeah. to leave, let's just say, like an agency owner with, right? Like yeah. one piece of advice you go back to December 2018, you're like, oh, man, I should have done that or I should have looked at that first. Uh, yeah. What would that be?
1: Oh god, there's a lot there. We've—I yeah. <laughs> always tell everyone, I, mean, we do not, I do not have all the answers, but I can. I've, we've made plenty of mistakes, right? Um, yeah. Plenty of fines, not having employment stuff done right, and all that. But I, I would say, like, really look at like what you want to start building on this. Like, in, in what benefit do you want this company to provide to the people you're going to hire? You know, and and yeah, it might be a little bit of putting the cart in front of the horse, but I think that really is what allows you to start building kind of like that, that vision and mission of what you're looking to build and, and, and what value, you know, are you going to add to other people that are going to be able to come here and how are you going to do that? I, I think it's it's huge. Um, and the probably the biggest thing is like we, we, we can walk and chew gum at the same time. Like it, it's hard work. It, it'll be the hardest thing you've ever done. It is going to cut into, you know, you outside of eight to five hours. Um, it is going to cut into family time and sacrificing things like that. and And, and I'm not saying like, the only way to be successful is to make those sacrifices and stuff like that there's obviously the option of just not doing it but it, it you just need to go into it expecting like this is going to be a lot of work and, and if you're not willing to put it in like don't try um in, until you're ready to do that really because it, it's it, it it just is going to require a, a lot from you um and from that i would say every single person is capable of doing it right you know it's not a special person it's just someone that's really going to put in that like effort and to do that but That's probably the biggest thing I I would leave it with is like just be ready to do whatever you have to do and be confident that you're going to just, you know, you're going to run into walls, figure out how to get around them. Yep.
0: That's it. I love it. That's a great takeaway. It's great advice. I was trying to condense a that's lot a, into a, one a, little comment. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah the digital this? recruiter mindset even way before all this. So yeah. it, it's, it's you know I, I'm I'm not surprised. I mean, if, if you guys couldn't didn't know, I mean, this is really the first time Darren and I talked on a call. Yeah. And we <laughs> went an hour and twelve here. It's like the most like the longest running podcast we've done. So again, I think awesome. if if you see that on LinkedIn and you see someone's post and you connect, reach out to them right all these yep. amazing takeaways that you just had like i wouldn't have had that if i didn't reach out and in the comment and all that i mean this is going to be such a value add for yeah. our listeners so dude, i Dan, i appreciate you man for for being willing to hop on here and just sharing gem after gem after gem <laughs> there's a lot of good stuff in here man and i just yeah congrats on on your success i know there's yeah. to come. and uh, dude, i'm just glad that we're connected we know each other now man
1: yeah no i am as well and i, I guess it, and it all worked out to your favor right cuz you just got to prove that content is works It's stuff for the sale, right? Yeah,
0: of I the master with the puppet strings back here and over here. I wish I could talk that. I'm that smart, right? but I'm not. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, I'm terrible no, at I look forward it. To, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I look forward to, to obviously continuing the friendship and, and getting to know you better. This is awesome.
0: Absolutely. All right. Well thanks, Darren. I appreciate it, man. And thanks for listening, tuning in. Give all the you know the ratings and all that if you liked it. And uh we'll have Darren's LinkedIn and website on the episode page. So connect with him. Check out their website. They're, he's doing some really cool stuff and there's a lot that, that you can learn from, obviously, as we you just heard. So uh appreciate it until next time. Happy yep. hunting, guys. Yeah. Bye.